Glenn has been sounding like a character from Batman, if not Batman himself. Hello, my name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 133 of How, How Married, Married Are, Are You? You? Okay, my name is Relief, this is Eva, and we've been married 12 years, living in California, and we got four kids. Relationships are scary, and it's very necessary that we share our love of struggles, and we ask How, How Married, Married Are You? Every week on a Thursday, shawty. If you're listening, you're in a wedding party. It's okay if you want to put your hands up. You got the questions. We got the answers. It's chocolate baby story time. Chocolate baby story time. It's is chocolate. chocolate baby story time. One, two, three, and. It's chocolate baby story time. So I was hanging out in Anaya's and Uzi's room because our sheets were wet. <laughs> our and comforter wouldn't get dry in our dryer So Yvette laid it out on our bed <laughs> And I was laying in Uzi's bed And something happened I, Anaya hit Uzi or something like that And I was like, Anaya, why did you hit Uzi? And um, Uzi said, she said sorry dad She said sorry Anaya hit me but she said sorry I said okay, but why did she hit you? Anaya, why did you hit him? She said sorry dad I was like, I don't care, Anaya why and she goes i don't know and i was like what why why did you put your hand up to hit him like this and she was goes i wanted to give him a high five and i was like well were you trying to give him a high five she was like no i just hit him <laughs> and i was like what, what? <laughs> Ugh. what in the world yeah, man kids crazy they cray cray what about you, babe? That's so funny because um, Brie was telling me that yesterday she took the kids to the park while the boys were in music class. Uh-huh. And one of Anaya's little friends was there and pushed her. And Anaya was emotional about it and Brie was addressing it or whatever. But then Uzi like had Anaya's back. <laughs> he was like, don't push my sister type thing. So I really like the bond that they're developing because he seems to like... You know, they bicker sometimes or whatever, but... They got each other's they, back. They be looking out for each other. You know, Anaya is like mother hen over him, and he is like, that's my sister. Yeah. Um, My chocolate baby story time. Was that not it? Oh. <laughs> I was just piggybacking off of what you had just shared. Okay. That could be it, because I don't know what... Oh, I will share this. This is sweet, kind of. Mm -hmm. The other day on Sunday... I was in bed while Glenn was making breakfast. Glenn didn't pay attention to the time change. And he had everybody up like in the wee hours of the morning. Mm -hmm. Technically, it wasn't the wee hours, but you know. Anywho, I was in bed still. And I had, was sitting up in bed or whatever. And then all of a sudden, Raya kind of comes in. And he goes, Mom, can I read in bed with you? And he just sat next to me and read in bed. Was he on my side? He was on your side. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a concern? Because I know for a fact he didn't take a shower on Saturday night. He said he did. I asked him too. I was like, well, are you clean? Oh, okay. <laughs> he said he did. Are you sure? 
Okay. Saturday night. I don't know. Maybe maybe after we got back from hockey, he because he seemed like he had on pajamas. Like after he. Okay. It was the night he had those pajamas on. Okay. He showered that night, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. nice all right y'all so today well i was kind of talking to glenn because i was having a conversation with an individual who is single yeah i'm gonna keep him name no no we're gonna keep him nameless we're gonna keep him nameless but i was just wait a minute i think he wants us to promote (laughs) promote what him and his singleness yeah (laughs) but i actually don't know if he's single um okay anywho i was i was talking to a young adult and we were having this conversation about therapy. And he's like, you know, I've heard you guys talk about it often. And, you know, I just don't feel like I have the time for it. And I was like, what do you mean you don't have time for it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you don't have an hour every other week that you can give. And he was caught off guard because he was like, well, I feel like every time I talk to y'all, you guys are saying you're going into therapy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hey, we have like three different therapists that we're seeing Glenn, I see an individual therapist and then we do couples. And he was like, oh, that makes sense. And I was like, you definitely have an hour every other week. Yeah. An hour a month. Like you have something. And so um, we were talking about that because this individual was talking about like in their singleness, like that is something that they want to work on in the time, like to prepare them for marriage. And I was like, yeah, I really think that that is valuable. And I don't like, and then I started to talk to him about like just some of the things. Cause he asked me, he was like, so what, like what difference do you think it would have made, made in our marriage right now? Right. Like Mm -hmm. if I had done this work before I got married, how would that have changed things for our marriage in general? And so I started to bring it up to Glenn, and you seemed like you didn't believe it would make a difference. Right. I just thought that. Which is interesting because I feel like you've been a huge encourager of people to work on themselves now. Well, here's the thing is that I don't necessarily. Okay, so we were having this conversation in the kitchen, and there's definitely a short clip you might have saw that we just produced that is talking about this. But you asked me, do you think it would have made a difference and I was like, yeah, but no, like it wouldn't have because I think we, I didn't know so much about me that I discovered more about myself once getting married. You know what I'm saying? Wait, oh, huh? Say more. Like once I got married, I knew I found out more about myself that I don't know if I would have ever activated without you. Without a spouse. You know what I'm saying? So I believe that you should definitely do self-work before you get married. But I do think some things about you can only be discovered once you have a partner. Hmm. Do you agree? I definitely can see that. But the I feel like for us, like a lot of the issues that we've experienced on my side as a result of my family of origin and the work that I'm doing, I feel like has been showing, you keep picking at me. Well, you got crumbs all over you. Was that a crumb? You've been eating Chipotle. (laughs) 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 Guys, we have Lily in the studio with us today. So if you hear random breathing 
Yeah, or scratching. It's the dog. It's the dog. Okay, so you were saying. Um, I was saying that the way that I showed up in our marriage, I feel like I show up in other relationships in some like obviously not 100% the way but the people pleasing and that's pretty much all I'm talking about <laughs> I feel like that could have revealed so much to me mm. before well do you I don't even know if you thought okay I would say that but I would also think that you wouldn't even know it was a problem it wouldn't be something you even brought up in your therapy no, I think it would have come up because I would have probably talked about how exhausted I am um, regarding life in general. You know, it's interesting. You know, Elise Myers. Yes. Um, I just you do know <laughs> you don't know <laughs> the girl on TikTok. She oh, tells yes, Elise. stories. Yes, yes, really I know well. Elise Myers. Yes, yes, yes. She <laughs> follows us on TikTok. She follows. Oh, yeah. I love her. Anywho, yeah. I um. She has a podcast. Did you know that? I did not know. It is good. It okay. is good. I've only listened to two episodes, but so far I'm enjoying it. But in the most recent episode and second episode that I listened to, um, they were talking about, I guess there's this other infamous TikTok <laughs> out there where, um, oh my goodness, I forget how it goes, but it's basically like the guy is saying like, yeah, I know who I am. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And like it was like basically him identifying himself performing to be the person that the person he was talking to needed him to be. And that's how he shows up everywhere mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm who you need me to be right now, but I'm not necessarily being authentically myself. And I think at some point I would have gotten exhausted by that and spoke about it in therapy. But you're right. Like, I don't know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. If that stuff would have come up. Yeah, because I'm the one that's kind of I think it would have. You think so? I do. Because I probably would still be at the same church. And I would probably, or would I? I don't know. I would be exhausted and complaining, I feel like. Okay, so do you think your friend group would have advised you because someone would have had to been like, you might want to go see somebody, right? Because I think the reason why you needed therapy as much is because you couldn't communicate with me too, right? Like, Yeah, like I wasn't able to express myself the way that I needed to express myself because I would have to filter myself too much mm-hmm. and I didn't have... <laughs> the wherewithal to do all that. Yeah, because I'm before you got a therapist, you were like, I need someone to talk to. I just need someone to talk to. I, I, I no, who's no one listens to me. You know what I'm saying? And I think that with your friend group, you might have had a lot of people to listen to you and talk to you. So would you have been activated toward therapy? I, I'm not. I'm not petting you no more. Mm-mm. Don't lick me. Go lay now. Lay now. You hear her like huff and get frustrated and walk away? Yeah, because you spoil her. Yeah. Okay. So do you think your friend group would have, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying they, they probably wouldn't be the same people now. Right, babe? Mm-mm. They would be different people. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
do you think don't you think they would have served as a therapist no okay I definitely think they would be like I mean I still need those type of people too like sometimes you just need people that you can vent to at some point and be like yo this is how I'm feeling because you don't want to have to pay somebody every time you need to talk <laughs> to somebody so I still think it's necessary to have like like-minded people who you know are going to hold you accountable and who are aligned to the same faith that you are. Um, however, I think eventually I would have realized it. I'm not sure. I mean, I would have hoped. Mm, this is hard. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, because it's so complicated because I think a lot of, a lot of the things that alerted you toward therapist therapy, like the, the initial thing was like, I, well, I don't know what it was for you in your solo therapy. But I know for us in the couple therapy, it was, he doesn't value what I value. He just wants to work. And I want to be with people. Right? I think, I mean, the reason that I wanted us to do couples therapy is because I found doing my individual therapy to be valuable. Like having someone help sort out the thoughts and feelings that I was having. And I knew that we needed a mediator and I knew it couldn't have been my individual therapist. Yeah, but the the, the primary issues were those things that I remember that were us, us first discussing. So what I'm saying is that solo therapy, that journey, mm -hmm. what what was your initial reason for going? You didn't have someone to talk to. What, what was I was it? losing my identity. I was transitioning from being a... Um, teacher, mm -hmm. like working full time to being a stay at home mom of three. And I felt like it wasn't fair because most parents that are stay at home parents start off with one kid and then they add a kid and then they added a kid. But I was kind of just at three. Mm -hmm. And I know in your head, you're like, you did that to yourself. I didn't say that. You said it with your facial expression. You said it with your mouth. I didn't say it. <laughs> that was the Holy Spirit convicting you. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's me. That was oil right there. That was laying, um, laying oil on you. Anywho. And so I think for me it was like, and then I think I had heard I've, Melissa share on their podcast about how motherhood can be one of the biggest identity thieves. And that just like really resonated with me in my spirit. I'm not sure if it was before I started therapy or what, but that was something that I was like, I am having an identity crisis. This is not what I thought it was going to be. I I don't even know how to go back to what I was doing before because I feel like everyone would look at me like, what are you doing? You're all over the place, you know, whatever. And so I needed to talk through it all with someone to make sure that I was like really aligned with the person who I was desiring to become so uh, what i'm saying is that motherhood activated those mm. feelings but i think that yeah you're saying okay go ahead say so, more so i'm just saying that without you like okay so if you were able to just continue to teach in your profession and you didn't have any baggage a husband and kids right say if you didn't have anything you would have continued to work that way and pursue professionalism, and that would have been your identity. 
would when would you have said, I'm out of here? Like I, I need to go to therapy. Like what would have because I feel like at that point you were accomplishing the things you had written down. Mm-hmm. You were successful and you would you would have been dedicating all of your time. You wouldn't have had to balance coming home and doing laundry. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to come home and you know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't have to balance all that other stuff while grading papers and all this other stuff, right? Like you were, if you were able to do that and that is what you had decided, I feel like your self-resolve would have been that, well, this is what I always planned to do. I'm doing it. I just need to be happy about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you would have went to therapy because that's the question that we're asking these young people to say like, hey, like, I know that you don't think you need therapy and everything's fine and you're progressing. But if you don't make the decision to go to therapy now and start to figure out some of these things that are very subtle in your life, but they're issues, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to come back around full circle when you get married. So what you're saying is right now, individuals who are in their single phase of life are not necessarily activated toward therapy. I don't think a lot of them are because they don't understand. They don't think anything is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. They may be like, uh, I'm just not like that. Or th- So I think like, let's take you for instance, because <laughs> I feel like I'm about to say the wrong thing. Don't look. And I'm not telling you not to say anything. You're feeling that on your okay. own. Okay. I'm just going to say this. I feel like for you as a person that comes from like um, a two family household or how would you describe that? Like what? where your a parents broken home. a broken home. <laughs> I didn't want to say you know. Yeah, dysfunctional family. Yeah. Like someone like you, like that's an obvious issue. But therapy wasn't like, didn't you think that was like an obvious thing that you would probably have to work through? Like your relationship with your dad. Mom and dad. Yeah. Like. That didn't seem like it could activate you toward therapy? I think that those things um, were obvious problems that I need to needed to redefine. But therapy, I feel like just became popular like four or five years ago. Like even like six or seven, eight, nine, ten years ago when we got married, nobody was talking about going to therapy. Not oh, at you're least saying in my therapy got popular. Yeah. So like I don't know. Like, even though I know those were issues, I didn't want that for my life. I didn't know that I needed to re to, to set a new foundation in my beliefs about because even still, like, I feel like I was doing well even before therapy. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm not doing 10 times better now, but when you mm. when you're in there before you're in therapy, you don't recognize that there's an issue. You just act a certain way and you just are how you are and everybody deals with it because they don't have to deal with you all the time. Mm. Once you get around someone who's constantly affected <laughs> by all your behaviors and your attitude, mm-hmm. you probably like, you're like, I got to go talk to somebody because I want to kill this person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or like, why do I want to kick? All he did was ask me to take out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The meat. So, and like, why is that bothering me? You know what I'm saying? Like unthought of meat or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like. Little things start to show up and you don't realize that these microaggressions are coming from a place from way Mm -hmm. down deep in your childhood. Mm -hmm. So I think that marriage can activate you to pursue therapy with a little bit more like 
this is my this is the problem. And then you say, okay, this is the root. You mm-hmm. guys eventually get to the root with therapy. But when you're single, all you don't even see the problems. You just kind of like, nah, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. And so with some people, um, you know, I listen to them and I watch them and they just think they're fine. You know what I mean? And they are fine because no one has to move around or adjust to them. Right. If you don't want to hang out with the homie, you don't hang out with the homie. You don't like kicking it with this person. You don't kick it with them. Like, that's just it is what it is. Like, but really, it's like, no, you have so many you have so much unforgiveness that you can't trust anybody with this aspect of your life. So you hide it. And that is why you need therapy. You know what I'm saying? Um, But that's, I mean, that's kind of where I'm going with it. So I'm saying that I think it's important to pursue therapy because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just like, go Mm -hmm. ahead. No, keep speaking because I'm going to change the subject. Because like, I feel like, you know, when we, when we're at the gym, and you work out by yourself, you're like, man, I was there for 30 minutes. I did back. I did cardio. I did this. I did, you know what I'm saying? Lat pull downs. I did triceps. I did such and such and such and such. And then you do one of those workouts with a personal trainer <laughs> and you are screwed mm-hmm. because your form was trash. Mm-hmm. Right? So the workout, you worked out technically. You did the right things, but you didn't do it the right way. And you weren't pushing yourself or you, you weren't pushing. Yourself. Right. You weren't pushing yourself. You didn't mm-hmm. have a spotter. You didn't have someone to be like, okay, I talked to him and they said this. What should I do now? You know what I'm saying? Like you need someone to like challenge you and apply pressure to certain areas where you just mm. think you're fine in. That's that. I can definitely see that because I was thinking along the lines and this was going to be my next question for you is if you had gone to therapy before marriage how do you think our marriage would have shown up differently or you would have shown up differently in our marriage? I think my relationships with my parents will be way better than they are. Mm-hmm. I think my relationship with my sister would have been better. My brother, I think I would have been able to notice some of the things that are kind of like, I don't know why that bugged me, but that bugged me. I'm not just, I'm not going to say nothing about it. I'm going to be passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a therapist would have been like, well, why did that bug you? Well, you know, okay, so what's going to happen? What's going to prevent that from happening again? Are you mm-hmm. just going to let it keep bugging you? Or are you mm-hmm. going to, you know what I'm saying? So I think that those relationships would be better. And as a result, I would be able to deal with, you know, some of the people in your, in your family better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even the outside village. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because my one experience with having a community makes me feel like everybody's a threat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like my one very small experience with a very acute group of people that's just like, these are your friends. And it was kind of like, that didn't go well. Anybody I'm coming come around kind of like, hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's the reciprocal, like all, all the time that I was dealing with those things, um, which were very pivotal points in my life. I didn't even know the, like you don't understand how pivotal some of the decisions you're making are right now. Hmm. Like you don't know that these are going to be like points in your life where the whole thing changed and you went this way. Like just by taking one risk or having one conversation or making one friendship, like in, in linking partnering with some, with, with some people like that's going to change the trajectory of your life. And not that those things are good or bad, but how you interact while you're there 
you're actually building the foundation of how you interact with the people uh, in this stage now who, who could potentially be great partners and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I was asking you that question and I feel like you didn't answer it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> because I was saying, how would you show up differently in this relationship, in this marriage? But you answered it with like all the extended members of well that's it i I uh, do believe that because our a lot of our friction points is because of my experiences with past relationships mm -hmm. and so if my experiences were, from past relationships were different i would be more open to experiencing life with more people intimately mm. which would change the dynamic of our relationship because we would pursue friendships as a community you and i mm -hmm. instead of these are your people and these are mine Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I do think that there there would be a um uh there would be a little bit more because you you're saying like how would that benefit us? I don't know if I would have been a I don't know, I still think I would have tried to please you in the beginning. Cuz that's the word I was getting to right there. That mm -hmm. one right there. Because I feel like if you would have understood your relationship with your mom prior to marriage, then maybe you could have seen sooner because maybe you still would have been trying to please me. But at some point you would have realized you're exhausted or you don't really care to do that anymore in in a way that, you know, in an unhealthy way, obviously. But um, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you probably would have been able to because my experience with therapy is I can experience something and be like, um, I can be performing or doing the unhealthy behavior. And in the moment, I may not be aware of what I'm doing. But once I walk away from it, I'm like, oh, shoot. I did it again. I did it again. You know what I'm saying? And so then the next time I have an interaction with said person or situation, I if it's soon thereafter, it's easier for me to be like, okay, wait, I'm not going to let this happen again. Let me regroup and approach the situation or this person differently. Does that make sense? And so I feel like had you done that work and seen, been able to see that part of how that relationship impacts how you relate to women that you're in relationships with, then maybe you would have done it for less years. No, I don't think so. I think Ooh. that I think that. The the thing is, it's kind of like if I'm if someone that is challenging calls me, I have a right to just not answer the phone, and I have no accountability to answer the phone if I'm single, mm -hmm. or like you know what I'm saying. So like, I would avoid it. I still would avoid it. Mm. You know what I'm saying because it wouldn't be something I brought up in therapy. Like, hey, such and such call, and I didn't answer. I'd just be like, hey, my week was good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying It's when mm. We're like hey Such and such is going to be at this party We're all going Our friends Our kids are their kids friends And I'm the wife's friend And this is this situation Are you trying to be there No But I'll go But now I got to reconcile this Why am I feeling this way Right When you're single You are not forced To be anywhere you don't want to be When you're not tied to a community Mm. I, uh, marriage and account marriage is a different type of accountability right it 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 is a community within a community 
right? So mm-hmm. we are we are married inside of a small group of married people, mm-hmm. and we are all a pillar in our community. You know what I'm saying? And so, with that information, in order for us to be good, we all gotta like, hey, like I know this couple is not about this. We know this person and this couple is not gonna do this, and we are gonna respect that because we honor each other, and we honor the community. Right. And we want to stay a part of this community because this is where we find our freedom and we find our comfort and we can joke and be alive and have fun and do all these things. When you're single. You know, if you find yourself like, man, I'm in this community, but I don't want to be or like I'm in this community, but I don't want to change. You could just not hang around those people. You know, that's why it's important that if you're not married and you are in community with people they are people that you are uh mentoring and are being mentored by mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's people that you are submitted to mm-hmm. and so a lot of people don't like therapy because they don't like accountability or submission they don't want to mm-hmm. be told what to do at all. I don't necessarily even think a therapist tells you what to do. They just kind of help guide you through. Nah, like, I mean, like you listen to like, they, they don't tell you what to do. They let you tell yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. But a lot of people don't even like that. But before they even get to the point where it's kind of like the therapist goes, why are you doing that? You know how long it took for our therapist to say that to me? He's just like, oh, yeah, man, I feel you. I totally get it. Yeah, I totally get it. For months. And then he's kind of like, why are you doing that? (laughs) Like, my therapist now is, you know, it could be aggressive. You know what I'm saying? And not in a bad way, but in a way that I understand he's there for my benefit. He is definitely committed to my growth and my success. And I trust him. But that took a long time to gain that trust there. Right? And so most of these people, I, you know, I was definitely anti-therapy before we started this because I didn't feel like I had time, right? Now, so we know that. But I was not anti-community or anti-fellowship or anti-submission. Facts. I had people in my life that you could be like, man, dude, tripping. Mm-hmm. And those people had access to count, counsel me. Mm-hmm. But it was free. <laughs> you understand me? Now, yeah. we're paying for it. Mm-hmm. It's a different, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Look, man, I got something to talk about. Every week, every other week, I got something to talk about. This is important, you know, and I'm invested. Like, we're not talking about someone who is different because like some people like, oh, you need to go to therapy. You need to go to therapy. Some people ain't really got the time to do that. You know what I mean? Some people can't afford it. Other people like they just don't want any type of pressure, any type of and not that therapy is pressure, but it is a look at yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my, a lack of comfort. Yeah. Like it takes people out of their comfort zone and some people just really don't like that. Yeah. I am that person. Yo, and so my therapist is like, dude, like, all right. I need you to write it down. I need you to write down everything you did in a day. And I need you to get, give yourself a grade because I think that you think that you're not accomplishing anything. And I need you to really think about what you did today. And you did a lot, right? Who else could have did it? Nobody. That's the type of conversations we have. Mm-hmm. Who else could have did it? Nobody. Nobody could have did that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so if you're the only person you could do it, why are you giving yourself a hard time about getting stuff done? It's not that serious. You know, these are the type of conversations we have, right? Now, everybody doesn't need that type of, mm-hmm. you know, 
lift up and stuff like that. But when people feel like they got to walk on eggshells around you, when people don't tell you the truth about yourself, when people avoid you or refuse to be in your company because not because of their own issues, but because of something that, you know, you make them feel or something like that. Like those are just maybe things that you want to think about. Like, man, you know, I, I have a thing about me. Like I just was telling my homie this, like I got people that only call me once a quarter because I'm always so heavy on them. I'm heavy. Like, mm -hmm. yo, why you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. somebody was like, man, I did this thing and I didn't even want to call you because I knew you was going to say, I told you so. I was like, no, I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? But the fact that a lot of people say that about me, like I have a problem with that because I don't want that to be the the story, right? That that is told about me once when I die or whatever, um, or when I'm not around. But I do believe that what it's a part of your story. Yeah, it is a part <laughs> of my story. Uh -huh. But but I do believe that I would love for I would love for people to know not only that, but how much I care. But I'm also I love that people tell me those things so I'm aware of how I make people feel. Mm. You know, one, one thing you don't want to be is blind, mm -hmm. right? You never want to be blind. Um, it's okay to be blind in the world because everything is new. But when you are blind to yourself and you don't even know the ways that you hurt people, that's a problem. And when someone say, hey, you hurt me, you can't even hear them because you're so defensive, that's a huge problem. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people who cannot look at themselves in the mirror. We're looking at people who, I mean, we're, we're, we're dealing with people who, you know, refuse to be honest with themselves, um, that do the bare minimum work on themselves, but the outer layer is good, right? So um, it's all polished on the outside, but then the inside is gross. And when you get around your family members and the people that are close to you, it falls on them and it is heavy on them and they don't want to be around that, mm -hmm. you know? So if you're, if you're dealing with those type of people, right, you need therapy because you don't even realize it's leaking onto you. And so I would say that, you know, I, I do believe I'm in a better place today um i don't know if i would have made it through some of the tough times in my life this past couple of years without the therapist mm. you know that's really cool okay. to hear no oh, sorry um yeah i just keep thinking about myself and i feel like my own experience has allowed me to grow closer to me mm. because I feel like so much of my life has been spent with people telling me who I am versus me actually like knowing who I am, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I feel like I'm coming, I'm becoming um, who I'm supposed to be. And the foundation that I'm standing on is becoming more sturdy um, mm -hmm. because it's a foundation that I feel like the Lord and I are co-laboring in. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that is like, oh, 
my family of origin, which I, which I feel like family of origin is valuable, like in creating who I have become. Yeah. Um, and so I don't discredit that at all. Um, it's just that I want to take more ownership of who I am versus allowing people to inform Yvette who she is. And I think that, like I shared in the last podcast, was that last week? Mm-hmm. Um, where like even just breaking down that wall to where I was able to encounter little Yvette has just been so impactful because I feel like a lot of times as I move and I groove, I'm like, am I honoring her? Am I honoring that person? Um, And I even believe that being a mother or a parent is very, um, like as I'm walking through my own therapy journey and just acknowledging little Yvette and how important she is, I feel like my own journey while watching while watching my children grow and develop is is valuable, you know, like in just nurturing them and allowing them to be children and not forgetting that aspect of it and trying to honor their voice and who they are and the things that interest them. Um, what was it, Theo, the other day? He was kind of being a smart aleck, but he was like, well, you be you and let them be them or something. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did yeah. he say? I don't remember. But it was something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's really good. I I received that. Yeah. And you do the same. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, and it's hard to tell, it's hard to convince people who are single. Yeah. Um, that the time is e- Even married people. It's hard to convince them to just like, yo, you probably want to stop talking to me about this and go talk to a therapist. I ain't got nothing to tell you no more. Like I keep telling you the same thing. And every time I say, man, you might want to go to therapy. He won't go. She won't go. Well, you go. Like work on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that is so frustrating. And so if you got time to talk to me and take two hours out of my day, then you got time <laughs> to talk to a therapist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes it's not. I think a lot of the time, I don't know though, maybe we should take a poll, but I feel like a lot of the time it's more so resources than it is time. But I also think that the other partner, like both partners agreeing to go is a thing as well. Like it's usually one person that's like, yes, I'm totally down. And then the other person's like, nah. Yeah. And sometimes like the no, like the reason why it's like, nah, is because it's like, you really don't want to know what I have to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people are just like, yeah, I don't, nah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I do think people are more open to it these days. Mm-hmm. I just know that the the majority of the people that we run into who are anti, um, they're really anti. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, it's something wrong with you if you need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, nah. You know, and, and it's just it's just like crazy to me what like what happens behind closed doors in a lot of those relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like the amount of like it's just a lack of accountability. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I was man, I think we should do a whole podcast on people's expectations of us because because we've been so consistent in showing our lives. There are a lot of people, not a lot, I would say it's some people who say like, man, 
you guys are like, like I I used to like Will Smith and Jada, but now it's y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my lord! Please, please don't put us on pedestal. Please don't. You know what I'm saying? There, this one girl goes, um, I really look up to them, and. If I ever found out a scandal came out about them, I would really be hurt. You know what I'm saying? Me and like too. commented. I was like, so would I. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna mess up my legacy. Me too. It's gonna hurt me more. But I do think we should talk about that because um I realize the amount of people that need an example and proof. And it's like, you are that for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's literally the version that you're looking at of us right now is a year from is a year from you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just apply everything we're saying, and you go be the one you're looking up to in one year. Mm-hmm. Don't let it take 12 years for your marriage to be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like. You could be that for you. You can be the one you look up to. You could be the one that, you know, um, inspires you, you know. And and that's really a lot of the things that we do is we show you a lot so that you can say, no thanks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or you can say, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How married are you, Yvette, Nicole? Why use my middle name? I'm so married that before we started recording, I knew I needed lotion on my hands. And when I went and got a squirt, I got you a squirt too because I knew you probably needed some too. How married are you? (laughs) No. That's not a good one? That's a good one, but I was going to tell you another thing you did. What did I do? You have been using my truck and you've been scooting the seat back. (laughs) So when I get in, I'm not clammed up in there. That is a real thing. That's 12 years of marriage. I appreciate that. That is like, (laughs) that's that's a solid. (laughs) I even do it in um, Bree and Lexi's car too. Yeah. I move it back. Cause you don't know how yeah. it feels to get up in the car and you sitting there like, oh, and you gotta call. Oh, <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. Oh, that's so funny. How married are you, babe? Babe, I don't think I got one. <laughs> Let me think. Oh wait, I feel like I have one for you. Wait, 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 wait. I got you. Oh, babe, I'll tell you yours. I'll set it up. I'll set it up and you can finish it. Okay. The other day I was showering. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. You you hit me with a was it It was a it was a family night? It was family night. But yeah. I was like Th- that whole yo. week Yvette was home with the kids all oh, week. My gosh. All sick. I realized I hadn't even like last week I don't think I came to the office at all. No. And you had a night off and you like did something for the kids. Yeah, I went to the on grocery store. I got, I and, got, because and, and and I finally had an appetite. Yes. And I was like, I don't want to like not feed her because she literally was not eating. The girl was like, I don't even know how she was alive. Yeah. Um, 
But she wasn't eating, so I just kind of was like, whatever. But on Friday... Yeah, she went to In-N-Out on her night off. And I was like, what? And And then the thing is, I left at like the time when everybody's getting off work. So the traffic was... It was like everybody was on the road. It was so annoying. And then when I came back, I think I just was in bed watching TV. What did I do? I don't even know. I got one. I got one even better than that one. But okay, I'll use this one. But on Friday, I called Glenn... And I was like, bro, can you come home after the gym? Because he has the gym on Fridays at, I forget what time. I was like, can you just come home after the gym? Like, don't go back to the office. Come here. (laughs) That was crazy. And he was like, no. Yeah. (laughs) But this is how married he is. I'm so married that I went and got some sushi. And while Yvette... I came in, Yvette was in the shower. I walked into the shower. <laughs> I opened up the door, walked into the shower with sushi on chopsticks, and I just gave her a bite. <laughs> and she was like, this is perfect. Perfect timing. It was a great way for him to come home, that's for sure. Yeah, because I was kind of like, ah, don't hit me. <laughs> nah, but yeah, I knew that was a rough week, mm-hmm. and I don't even think you got any time since. Mm-hmm. You you took Oh, I Sunday. went to the worship night yeah. the other day. Yeah. And And that's that's just just how married we are. are.